And welcome to Heart to Heart, a Kingdom Hearts podcast, where I, Austin, explain the Kingdom Hearts series to my friends. Hi, hello, howdy. I'm Cronus. I can hear Austin. <laughs> Thank you. Hi, I'm Darylise. It's great to be here. Can you hear Cronus? I can hear Cronus. <laughs> and I'm Riley. Um, and I can hear Darylise. Fancy that, because I can hear Riley. But none of us can hear any of the other people, so we have to relay the messages down that chain. It's really convoluted. Yes, yeah, so it's going to be a real weird episode. Oh yeah, Austin. Austin, what did what did Riley say? Uh, that that we can't all hear each other. Oh, Wait, I can't oh. hear you. Fuck. So, we are rapidly approaching the end of this game. In fact, this episode will be the conclusion of Dream Drop Distance. All those so, for the penultimate time, do you guys remember what happened last time? Oh my god. Yes. Take it away, Riley. Okay, so... Um, we... Talk shit about Mickey. And Axel is always awesome. Um, we went to the mysterious tower. I don't, please don't make me do this. Yeah, we went to Country Musketeers where we dealt with Mickey as Musketeers, and then we went to the Symphony of Sorcery, where we dealt with Mickey as the Sorcerer's Apprentice. Um, we ended with Sora arriving in the world that never was and getting this weird long uh, chat from young Xehanort, basically explaining that he is young Xehanort and a little bit about how time travel works. So after that little bit of weirdness, and it is very dreamlike, which is why I wanted to have the video of it, because... Uh, it's a little hard to describe, but I'll yeah. I'll do my best when we hit another one of those. I just want to say something I didn't really notice last time, but that's young Ansem, right? Young Xehanort, or young whoever. Mm -hmm. uh, young whoever young talks like his nose is stuffed up. Mm -hmm. He sounds like he got a stuffy nose every time he speaks. Aww. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so right after that weirdness Sora appears to wake up from whatever Zigbar and young Xehanort just did to him notably weirdly uh, he's now wearing his Kingdom Hearts 2 outfit when the whole game up till this point we've seen him in that dream drop distance outfit and when it comes to he first sees Mickey, Donald and Goofy running off into the dark city of the world that never was uh, and he calls out to them but they don't react he starts to chase after them and runs into Naminé. Confused that he's seeing her, he asks, Naminé, is that you? She doesn't respond and begins to run from him, but he reaches out and grabs her hand, 
Wait, Namine, I've got a message for you. I meant to tell you once this was all over. And as she turns to face him, she transitions and becomes Shion? Huh? Who are you? And tears begin to roll down Sora's face as he asks that question. And same, tears roll down my face. I think you cry every time. Uh, yeah. For a while now, we've heard the faded and distorted voice of Riku calling out to Sora. But just as Shion pulls away, we hear it the clearest. Sora, you gotta wake up. Shion pulls away from him, pulls her hood over herself, and runs off. Sora then fights his way across the dark city until he catches up to Shion, or at least someone in a black coat. Come on, wait up. Who are you? The person pulls down the hood of their coat, and it's our boy, Roxas. You're... Roxas? How can you be here? Am, am I dreaming? Roxas shakes his head. Come on, say something. This could have been the other way around. Huh? But it really has to be you. What do you mean? There are so many hearts that are connected to yours. You're me, so you can feel what I felt. No, Roxas, you're you. We're not the same. I wanted to tell you that, that you deserve as much as I do to be your own person. Sorry, that was Riley. <laughs> Sora, see? That's why it has to be you. Roxas then takes Sora's hands, and Sora seemingly feels all of Roxas's memories, and seems to be in major pain because of it. Uh, when he is done feeling this, he's in that same spot he was in with Roxas. Roxas is gone, and he's in his dream drop, dream drop distance outfit. Not again. Did they cause all this pain? What do you want me to see? As he screams into the sky. And we hear the, the faded... Sora, don't chase the dreams. They'll lead you nowhere. Just to an abyss you'll never be able to wake up from. Sora gathers himself after that and continues to fight his way across the Dark City. Eventually, he sees King Hearts 2, Riku, and Kairi, and he's again back in that King Hearts 2 outfit. Riku, Kairi, I found you! They say nothing, but they do turn to face him, and when they do, they fade and become Aqua and Terra. Together, the two, Who? Aqua and Terra, say, Ven. Ven. Camera cuts back to Sora, and he is suddenly Ventus. Both Aqua and Terra reach their hands out towards Sora, who looks like Ven, and then they get all wibbly-wobbly, turn and start walking away, and as they do, they fade back into Riku, Kairi, and Sora. After they walk away as Riku and Kairi, Sora tries to chase after them, but it's like in that a dream when you can't run. Everything gets all wibbly-wobbly until Sora's like running towards a little light. When that light overtakes the screen, Sora then sees his child self and Riku meeting Aqua on the beach of Destiny Islands. The three of them fade, and suddenly we see a little further from the camera and some Seeker of Darkness, uh, like at the end of Kingdom Hearts 1, on the beach. And it's like we're being rebuffed by him, and Sora gets blasted away. 
And he then falls from the sky in the dark city and lands right in front of Zigbar. In a way that's very anime. Like anime superhero punched the ground landing? Kind of. It's, it's mainly like with how intense the land, like the coming down looks. Mm. And how close he lands to Zigbar. Zigbar should not be okay. Mm. Whoopsie daisy. Yeah, that was pretty anime. Also, did did I miss like the definitive line where we crossed over from whatever genre this game fucking was into psychological horror? Uh, that was the final scene of our last episode. It's when Sora talks to Zigbar and then everything starts getting weird. Okay, so it's like as of today this is a psychological horror and I'm like living all of those worst nightmares you get where you're like running somewhere important, but you can't move and no one's who they really are. And yeah. all your friends are figments of your imagination. And they tell you since you were in middle school that you probably made them up and you're still not sure if you're really on a podcast with them. <clears throat> like those parts of the game. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Whoopsie daisy. Wasn't easy putting you into a second sleep, and he almost woke you up. So then, all that stuff I just saw, did you put that in my head? No, that wasn't stuff. It was a dream. The falling asleep part was definitely our bad, but we can't put stuff in your head. Hey, I got an idea. Ask your heart. See if it's got a clue. Well, my heart was aching. That's why I kept going. Oh, thank you, Sora's heart, for pushing him right into our clutches. Heart heart's great. Steer us wrong every time. You know, right, because you all have hearts. Axel and Roxas and Naminé and that other girl. I felt what Roxas felt, and they laughed together, got mad, and they grieved. You have to have a heart to cry. It's about time. And then Zemnus enters through a corridor of darkness. Indeed. A heart is never lost for good. There may have been variances in our dispositions, but a number of us unquestionably showed signs of a burgeoning replacement. <gasps> Once born, the heart can also be nurtured. Our experiments creating heartless were attempts to control the mind and convince it to renounce its sense of self. But understand, one can banish the heart from the body, but the body will try to replace it the first chance it gets, for as many times as it takes. And so I knew even after we were divided into heartless and nobodies. It was just a temporary separation. Why then? Why did you lie to them and tell them they had no hearts? Ugh. You're gross. Xemnas and Xehanort formed the organization for a specific reason. Round up a bunch of empty, empty husks, hook them up to Kingdom Hearts, and fill them all with the exact same heart and mind. Translation, they were going to turn all the members into Xehanort. 
Make more Xehanorts? You tricked your friends to... But you... Aren't you scared of just turning into somebody else, you wackadoos? Me? I'm already half Xehanort. Which is one of the biggest memes of this game. You're already really fucking weird. Just kidding. That's nuts. And I just need you guys to see the... The me, I'm already half Xehanort. The way it's sh shot and played is very... Very funny. Translation? They were gonna turn all the members into Xehanort. Make more Xehanorts? You tricked your friends to... But you, aren't you scared of just... turning into someone else? Me? I'm already half Xehanort. That's nuts! <laughs> That's... You know, Why did it go so up close on his eyeball? They're drawing attention to the fact that before this game, his eye was never yellow. Implying that yellow eyes are a sign of being possessed by Xehanort. Considering every version yeah, of Xehanort... Every version of Xehanort has yellowish or amber eyes. Yeah, that is nuts. Sora, like his that's nuts, almost like on the one hand seems like it falls flat and is anticlimactic. However, I too, presented with such audacity and absurdity, would probably be like, wow. What um, the fuck? Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Honestly, I think your, your wackadoodle thing was pretty on par. <laughs> Thanks, because this is nuts. Wow! However, through weakness of body, weakness of will, or weakness of trust, most of the original members we had chosen for the organization were inadequate. Thus, naturally, they never had a chance to attain their goal. Yet even this was to be expected. We have learned of the heart's folly, and we have achieved our goals. This lacks... This last excursion has proven to be a worthy clothing This last excursion has proven to be a worthy closing assignment for the organization. Now stop it. You treat people's hearts like bottles on a shelf, but they're not. They're vermouth. I'm just kidding. Hearts are made of the people we meet and how we feel about them. They're what ties us together even when we're apart. They're what Make me strong. Mm. Duh. You're strong because of the ties you have with other people. As if the Keyblade would choose a wimp like you. But, but no pouting. <laughs> we see much bigger and better things in your future. Once you side with us. As if your mom. I didn't know the organization was turning into a school of design. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Clothing assignment. <laughs> I was like, oh, the corset! <laughs> Goofy's their first victim. I know the Keyblade didn't choose me. And I don't care. I'm proud to be a small part of something bigger. 
the people it did choose. Damn, lashes. <gasps> my friends, they are my power! Those are just words. You, you've lost. <laughs> Fine. See where your power gets you here. Xemnas! He's all yours! It's just, I, have you ever looked your mortal enemy in the eye and gone, those are just words. <laughs> you've, you, you've lost. I do, do want to say, <laughs> low-key jump scare warning would have been nice when he looked up at the camera all just like, like <laughs> damn, you see me like, <laughs> jump scare Whoa. warning. He got so edgy so fast, but also I don't blame him because he's like dealing with, uh, you, I know you are, but what am I? I mean, like, what else is he supposed to do? Those are just words. You don't have friends. <laughs> All of them are dead or something. <laughs> this got really intense, but not really quick. So, when Sora says my friends are my power, we see not just him standing defiantly in front of Zigbar, but we see everyone. Sora, Riku, Kairi, Mickey, Donald, Goofy, Terra, Aqua, Ventus, Roxas, and Shion. <gasps> After Zigbar runs away, Sora fights and beats Xemnas. After the fight, Sora's all darkness vapey, and young Xehanort approaches. Okay, so I just want to fight. I, I need to be in character here. Like, I'm tired. Am I breathing heavily? You're vaping darkness. Okay, yeah, let me vape darkness. Hold on. Yeah. You, again. You just make this too easy. I know you think you've won, but you lost the moment you dived this far in. You're in the deepest pit of slumber. And you've worn yourself down to nothing. There's no returning to the world above. What do you mean? We told you. It was not the sleeping keyholes that guided you. They are not the reason you are here. You've been on a path. One we laid out for you. That sigil on your chest is the proof. See? That sigil? What? The X. It tells us where you are at all times. You had wondered aloud before why we kept showing up where you were. It's because we need you, Sora. Or to be more precise, we need what will be left of you. The 13th Dark Vessel. Why? I... Why was it assured you would come here today? Because I followed my destined path, and I'm here looking at you right now. You can move through time, but time itself is immovable. Today, all of myselves throughout time were meant to gather here and to welcome you, Sora, as our thirteenth member. These facts cannot be changed. What's gonna happen? Yeah, same, buddy. What the fuck? I have now told you all that I know. We are here. And what the future holds in store is beyond my sight. I will return to my own time and grow into the man who becomes all of these others. 
while I know this future now that I have lived it, for returning to my own time will erase the memories and experiences I have gained here. Still, my appointed path is now etched in my heart, which will first lead me to seek the outside world. Riku. Your heart will sleep forever in the folds of darkness, and your body will be another vessel for me. So light gives way to darkness. Good night, Sora. So this is where we get, like, one of the big dumps about time travel and weirdness. So, as you can see from the image on screen, and if uh, you're listening and you have not seen the outfits for Dream Drop Distance, please just look up Sora's Dream Drop Distance outfit. You'll notice on, like, his black undershirt, there's a white or silverish X. That is something called the recusance sigil. Right here in this conversation, we learn that apparently this is a thing in the Kingdom Hearts universe where if you make an X somewhere, you can track it somehow. We don't know. X marks the spot. X marks the spot magically. That's not. That's not exclusive to Kingdom Hearts. This is tried and true law of the universe. X marks the spot. Yes, but now take a second. What letter did Xemnas put in every organization member's name? <gasps> he was always tracking X. I it was because his name was Xemnas, and he's a little bit self, self-absorbed. Let's be real. The organization are just X-Men. <gasps> well, Which one would be Nightcrawler? That was my favorite. Yeah. Uh, Demix would be Nightcrawler. Yes! Although the one that teleports the most <laughs> would be Zigbar. Zigbar is now at least half Xehanort, so I'm not sure he qualifies. Well, what we just learned was the whole organization wasn't supposed to be X-Men but X-Man in many bodies. That's gross. I think that's one of the hive mind. You know, this is literally the plot of Harry Potter, right? It is the plot of Harry Potter meets the plot of um, Naruto. That one episode of uh, Rick and Morty uh, with, what was her name? Unity? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So th- they put X's in all their names, and was he tracking them simply with the like the Alpha X in their name? Is that what you're implying? Here? I don't know that that's ac- that's a little bit. We of never stretch. get told that that is what happened, but that is a potential read of why he put the X in their names because, like, that becomes. I really think it's just because he's conceited. <laughs> I have a question. <laughs> so if you put an X somewhere. You can track it, because that's like a Kingdom Hearts thing. Yeah. Um, but, so does that mean when Zimnis, Xehanort, whoever... Xehanort's like the OG, right? And yeah. And Zimnis, Ansem, and all them bring up from him? Yeah. Okay. So does that mean when Xehanort was born and his parents named him Xehanort, they tracked him through his growing up years? See, we don't know... This is all we ever learn about the recusant sigil, and we don't know how that tracking works. We don't know how intentional or magical it, this process is. So your guess is as good as mine. 
I think that it's not really possible to do it through names, but I do find that relation interesting, and I think it's a possibility that that is why Zemnis puts the X in their names. Um, but as far as we ever see, this is the only confirmed example of somebody tracking through an X, and it's on clothes. Yes, Cronus. You know what that means? That means that Zegnort always knows where this guy is. Okay, it's fuzzy, but it's uh, Cersei's from Aladdin, the little eel that speaks some broken English. Xehanort always knows where he is because he's got two X's. <laughs> he knows what this eel is up to. He knows. I would like to say this is a clothes plan. Fuck. Now I have to leave my clothes <laughs> fuck up in. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, you do. I'll cut those out. <laughs> I feel Xehanort with his like, I see you with your ex, no matter where you are. Like, turned into like a weird Santa like cosplay. I always know how to find you. Like, it's only a step away from I see you when you're sleeping. I see you when you're awake. Guys. I'm gonna bring you gifts of darkness. Check your check your houses. I'll spoil one little thing because it, it just it's it's on this topic and I think it's interesting uh, and it's my big theory. We eventually get a a game that takes place in the past when keyblade wielders were more common. Um, we specifically get a game of Xehanort's time learning to be a keyblade wielder, and every one of the other Keyblade like students we see, including Xehanort at that time, has a similar X on their clothes. Aqua, Venta, and Terrace also all have it. So I think it might have originally been a thing that Masters put on their students when they sent them out to like go on potentially dangerous things so that they could track them and help them if need be. It's a life. That's alert. my guess for how this. Yeah, it's that's my guess for how this originally was supposed to go. Yeah, and Zem Zaynor is now using Life Three Hundred and Sixty to track but this what's... child oh. illegally. <laughs> oh man, that's the illegal circle. <laughs> um, I absolutely anybody who has life. Okay, listeners, listen up. Listen. You have Life 360 and you're familiar with Life 360. Tell me, what would the organization's Life 360 circle name have been? Because you know it would have been some dumb shit. Thank you. Get back to me. Thank you. (laughs) These concepts of the weird time travel stuff and this is part of the reason this game is sometimes kind of made fun of. I think they're good concepts, but they aren't well explained or well explored. Mm. Say, I don't like, I really can't relate to young, uh, young Xehanort Zemnis here, because if I found out my path was to Orochimaru, Madara, a bunch of people, I'd kind of be pissed. I'd be like, ew. So, yeah, what he's learning right now, or what Sora, young Xehanort just said to Sora, is that Basically, because I have now come to the future and seen all the versions of me gather here, 
if that doesn't happen, it's a paradox. So the universe is going to force that to happen. So now this is unavoidable. Unavo- mm. Oh, like basically, it's their what? way of saying there can't be a paradox. But we'll get there because there will be. So he is trying to say it's like the time machine paradox, where the guy builds a time machine to go back and save his wife, but he can't save his wife because if his wife never died, he would have never built the time machine to go back and get her. Yeah. Hmm. Is that what a paradox is? Is that what that word means? Oh, so you just said it with one word and I had to, okay, good, good, good talk. I mean, we're all on the same page now, so that works. <laughs> uh, but, uh, so he, so when he goes back to his time, he won't remember everything, but it'll be there still within him. He just, it's just like an, a memory he can't access, but it'll sort of guide him so that this happens is what Xehanort tells us. We also learn a lot about the universe from a guy who lies to us a lot, so we don't know how exact mm. or truthful any of this stuff is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We also see Xehanort change his story throughout time, and I part of that's because they definitely changed the lore, but other parts of that is definitely Xehanort not knowing at, uh, at a certain time how something would work. Uh, so anyway, we Sora then like falls asleep. Uh, and we see a flash of Sora asleep on one of the white thrones in Staff Room 4.0. Then we see, in his heart, Sora is floating in darkness. But another heart floats over to him, and in a flash we see Sora now in Ventus's Keyblade armor. So this is Ventus's sleeping heart protecting Sora while he's in such a vulnerable state. Ventus is used to being asleep like this, and Sora's not. So Ventus's heart it goes over it and protects him, basically. That's wild. But Fine. that is the end of Sora's story for the game. What? Sora is the damsel in distress. He just goes to take a nappy nap? Mm-hmm. Wow. He gets forced into a nap. Oh. That's my kink. <coughs> I did not. Oh, I did not relate to that. Fucking Everyone's wow. face. Oh no. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> no. Nope. I hate Continuing. sleeping. Mm-hmm. Riku arrives in the world that never was in an area of the castle that we have never seen before. He questions why he's here uh, when he unlocked all seven keyholes and that. The exam should be over. He then fights his way across the castle until he arrives at Sora, who appears to be asleep in a weird bubble thing with darkness floating around him. When Riku approaches, he sees some of the dreams we saw Sora having, including the one with Kingdom Hearts 2, Kairi and Riku walking away from him. That's when he calls out all these things that we heard sort of faded in the background. The, Sora, don't! You've got to wake up! Sora! And he tugs on Sora's arm as he calls out to him. But the darkness that was swirling around Sora, that darkness vape, uh, reacts and forms this being called the anti-black coat nightmare. Anti- that is a mouthful. I what really the fuck? genuinely like that coat, though. It really is. It's we a need a cool. coat. I just, I can't get behind the fact 
that the bottom half of the zipper is not zipped. I don't understand the stylistic choice. I don't understand how they do that, why they are ripping their jackets. And it's just, get better. Get better. I wish you well. It's a zip down. Mm-mm. It's a zip Mm-mm. It does not matter. That's not how zippers work. <laughs> Some zippers. No, no zipper. I have decided. Riku calls out to this thing. Are you what's trapping him in that nightmare? Because if you are, I'm what nightmares fear. Very anti-edgy, Riku. What's happened to you? I thought you were the biggest nobody of all. He has to be the enemy of what's ever going on. It's fine. He's trying to be a villain in some way. But there's already a villain. <laughs> Is that... Sora? Sora! Sora, don't! You've got to wake up! Sora! Eyes be shining through that darkness. That's the darkness vape reacting. I didn't know how else to fucking describe that. Are you what's trapping him in that nightmare? Because <sighs> if you are, I'm what nightmares fear. Um, that coat looks like one of those places you go and you get t-shirts spray painted on. <laughs> and also, it has the same symbol on the back, only like edgier. Riku has the symbol of the spirit dream eaters, and it has the symbol of the nightmare. Oh dream my eaters. god, it's nightmare Riku! Riku defeats the anti black coat nightmare, and uh, I hope you're ready, uh, Cronus, because there's gonna be a lot of dialogue with Riku coming up. Okay, do you want me to start? Sora, don't chase the dreams. They lead you nowhere. Just to an abyss you'll never be able to wake up from. Riku then sees a glimpse of where Sora is in Sora's version of the world. What? What's going on in Sora's world? Why won't he open his eyes? Is he still in the nightmare? That is right. And some. Sora can no longer wake up. No matter how many nightmares you consume... You cannot wake someone who has fallen into the chasm of dreams. What? Dreams hold our memories. Sleep holds our dreams. And darkness, it holds our sleep. Sora's heart belongs to the darkness now. Sora would never give in to the darkness. But you feel it, don't you? This world, the nightmare, the abyss. Why haven't you returned to the reality whence you came? No, this is a... Dream of a dream. A twofold nightmare. 
This whole journey, you've been inside Sora's dreams. And now, darkness within darkness awaits you. Darkness then gathers at Riku's feet and he is sucked in. But this whole little section is when we do learn that the reason they've been in two different worlds the whole time is that, yes, Riku accidentally dove into Sora's dreams. At the start of your test, when you struck out from that tiny island, you saw me there dressed in a robe. Immediately, you knew something was wrong. So without even knowing it, you dove into Sora's dream. You became exactly what that sigil on your back represents. A dream eater to protect Sora from nightmares. Me? I'm a dream eater? Correct. But you failed to protect him. After all your efforts to command the darkness and protect those you cherish, it is a shame you locked that power away in the end. Except it's not over, and I can still save Sora. So you understand what to do. The darkness in you free, and you can rescue your friend. Anthem, or Xehanort, you used to be a Keyblade wielder. But darkness stole your heart, and the Keyblade with it. Don't you see? That's half the reason I'm even on this journey. After allowing darkness into my heart, am I still fit to wield the Keyblade? Even after locking you away, here you are, haunting me again. Get alive. So, I get it now. There's no point in trying to hold the darkness back. At last you see clearly. You know, when I look at you, there's this memory that flashes back. A secret I'd said I'd keep when I was little. The main reason I kept dreaming about seeing the outside world was because of him. The journey begins here and now. I'm, not, I'm going back to the real world, and then to Sora's side. So, real quick, that memory that Riku's mentioning is him talking with Terra mm-hmm. as a child when Terra showed up and they did the bequeathing ceremony. That is your answer? Yes. I know the way. Consume the darkness. Return it to light. You can try. Riku then fights and defeats Ansem. Ansem, you're part of my heart now. Part of the light. Ever the fool, boy. And forever a pawn of the darkness. They fight yet again. Uh, and Riku defeats Ansem and his Heartless Guardian. However, as the Guardian begins to fade away, it reaches towards Riku in a very distinctive manner. Riku then finds himself in front of Memory Skyscraper in the Dark City, the same spot Sora was in when Zigbar and young Xehanort pushed him into sleep. So, seemingly, he has now entered the real world. Place. Did I finally make it out of the dream? Sora and I have been split up since the start of our journey, because Ansem... No, 
because Xehanort planned it. And that means we're a long way off course from the mark of master exam Yen Sid gave us. All right, Sora's got to be here. Somewhere. Riku then heads off in the direction of the castle to find Sora. Riku mentions that he knows he's in the real world now, but he still has his Dream Eater powers. And yes, the symbol on his back is still there. So he knows that Sora has yet to wake up. Then, some other Dream Eaters appear and help Riku get to the castle. So this is the first time that we see and get full confirmation that yes, Dream Eaters can exist in the real world. Mm. Riku then makes his way through the castle and into the staff room. Sora! Hands off my new vessel. Ew. That's ugly. Vessel? Yes. We originally had our sights set on you. But you developed a certain resistance to darkness. So we did what Keyblade did and moved down the list. Roxas. Now there was a worthy candidate. But unfortunately... He became too aware of himself and returned to Sora. Organization 13's true goal is to divide Xehanort's heart among 13 vessels. Thanks to you and Sora, we learned not all of our candidates were fit for the task, but we managed to make up the difference. And now, Sora, the 13th vessel, is within our grasp. 13 Xehanorts? That's 12 too many! <laughs> Riku gasps, and the other seats around the staff room begin to be filled. Most of the black, most of the people are in black coats with hood co hoods covering their faces, so we don't know who they are. But we do see Zigbar, Zemnis, and Ansem, and only two seats are left empty. Clearly, one of those is Young Zayanorts because he's not in a seat; he's up in Riku's face. And then the tallest of seats is also empty. What is? The real Organization 13. The Organization? I am Xehanort from the most distant past. My future self gave me a task to visit the splintered versions of myself in many worlds and ensure they gathered here today. From the past? There are restrictions to movement through time. First, you must leave your body behind to do it. Then, there must be a version of you waiting at the destination. Upon arrival, you can only move forward as per the laws of time. And you cannot rewrite the events that are destined to happen. What have you done? My most future self will arrive soon. Then, time for all of us will return to normal. And I will go back to my era to live the life fate has in store. He can vouch for that. But then... Michael. 
I'm glad I'm not too late. Mickey! Yeah. Oh, fucking Just time, grab Soros, we can go. I can't stop them for long. What can you do, Mickey? Okay. <laughs> Mickey! <gasps> I said hands off. How can you be moving? Because I have yellow eyes. Oh, oh no. Are you? Be gone. But that was such a like a sassy bitch head movement just now. Young Xehanort is a sassy bitch. So he arrives and casts a very powerful time spell, which stops everyone except for Mister. My whole thing is time travel. Uh, Riku fights and defeats Young Xehanort, and just then Mickey's time spell stops her. Runs out, and we see that Master Xehanort has arrived. Oh, Master Xehanort! Huh? We were right about you! All of this was decided. My twelve selves would welcome me here on this day, when I would return a complete person. It is the future which lies beyond my sight. Why are you doing this? In ancient times, people believed that light was a gift from an unseen land by the name of Kingdom Hearts. But Kingdom Hearts was safeguarded by its counterpart, the Keyblade. A blade. Warriors vied for that precious light, thus beginning the Keyblade War. The violent clash shattered the Keyblade into 20 pieces. Seven of light and 13 of darkness. And the only real Kingdom Hearts was swallowed by the darkness, never to surface again. I once tried to create my own pure light and darkness to forge the Keyblade. The attempt ended in failure. In my eagerness, I had lost sight of the correct way to achieve my goal. I acted rashly. I can admit that now. What you did back then, your mistakes, changed the destinies of three of my friends. Ah, but destiny is never left to chance. I merely guided them to their proper places. The broken boy who failed to be the blade. Ventus. The misguided master who sacrificed herself for a friend. Aqua. And the feckless youth who became my new vessel. Terra. I couldn't find a way to save them. But I wanted to believe that their sacrifice stopped you for good. Why? How was I so blind? I should have seen it as soon as Maleficent started gathering the seven princesses of heart. Yes. They were all my doing. I used the evil fairy to find seven pure lights for me. 
just as I prepared thirteen vessels to fill with pure darkness. But you failed. Sora stopped you in your tracks on both counts. Yes, he did. That dull, ordinary boy. A Keyblade wielder so unlike any I have ever seen. Because he's a loser. However, I have not abandoned my ambitions. The Seven Guardians of Light and the Thirteen Seekers of Darkness. <laughs> Seven Guardians of Light? Well, for Keyblade wielders, there's me and Riku and Sora. And my three missing friends, that's six. Then the seventh would be... <gasps> that means... The Thirteen Seekers of Darkness? Yes, little king. Perceptive. But Sora and another on your list belong to me now. And that puts you three guardians short. But worry not. All of the pieces are destined to appear. Your seven lights, just like my thirteen darknesses, whose final clash will beget the prize I seek. The, the Keyblade! But first, the thirteen darknesses shall be united. A wedding? All the seats have been filled. And now, the last vessel shall bear my heart like the rest. A possession. I don't think there was consent for that. Who voices Xehanort? Uh, Leonard Nimoy did. This was his last performance in Kingdom Hearts before he passed away. Uh, played Spock in uh, Star Trek, if, that, if anybody doesn't know. Oh, I just got done watching uh, Big Bang Theory. I know who Leonard Nimoy is. <laughs> <laughs> very good actor. Very distinctive voice for Xehanort. It made it a real hard time for the people ha having to uh, take up that role in future games. Real get for the video game, but I, I imagine it was really hard to replace him. Kingdom Hearts has a weird history of like getting really good actors, like film actors, to do voice roles. I mean, in Kingdom Hearts 1, Billy Zane played Ansem, Seeker of Darkness. I mean, Riku's David Gallagher. Everybody is like fairly, like, not like the top list actors, but up there. Well, I mean, even like Jesse McCartney and stuff. Yeah. Uh, Mark Hamill, who plays Luke Skywalker, is yeah. Ericus. Haley Joel Osment. Um, Hayden Panettiere. Um, I forget the other girl that plays Kyrie slash Shion's name. Uh, Allison Stoner. Like, tons of people who yeah. are working actors for all sorts of stuff. Uh, the seat Sora sleeps in begins to rise as Xemnas begins to try to uh, possess him. Mickey and Rishu, Riku rush towards him, but we see Xemnas and Ansem leave their seats. Xemnas chokeslams Mickey into the wall, choke the fucking mouse, uh, and Ansem slams Riku's face into the floor, pinning him. Uh, real quick, before you move on, in that video, when they were like, 
seven, we're missing one. And they're like, yes, very perceptive. I didn't get that at all. Me either. Me either. The very perceptive was, uh, I think, was more to say, because Mickey started looking around. He's like, then the 13 darknesses must be. And he looks around at all the people and the 13 chairs around him. It's them. Like, they are oh. the Seekers of Darkness. Okay. They want to make Soar the 13th. That's why I said it's not very percep- perceptive. It's very obvious. Well, They've been saying it. I was just like, am I missing something? Is it like, did we figure out who the, like, the last Light Guardian is? And I just haven't, haven't, I'm just not clicking Steven? <laughs> no. Uh, but as Xehanort pointed out, in this exact moment... I mean, last they knew of Terra, Xehanort is in him, Ew. and Sora is on a chair. So right now, two of their counted six aren't on their team. Master Xehanort launches a part of his heart at Sora, but then... Uh, no! Sora! Explosion. You. You. <laughs> Axel. We love a fiery red. Axel. Please. The name's Lee. Got it memorized. You're not supposed to be here. Promises to keep. I'll always be there to get my friends back. What? Bad timing. You had your perfect little script, but you kind of forgot to write the sequel. Now, let's find out what happens. What now, you old coot? Our time is up! Isa. Uh, oh, you hate to see us fight. <laughs> I love Axel so much. This made my whole Why life. Why are you here, Axel? No, I told you my name's. <sighs> Whatever. Axel. Sorry, my Fine. bad. Please. Now let's get out of here. <laughs> what? I just said that's you not my name. Yeah, like, get it together. Oh. I'm really appreciating all the grabbing of Mickey though. I don't know why it really just... It's what he deserves. Yeah. That was such a great entrance, Goofy. And Donald. Are we supposed to do that? I think so. <laughs> Goofy, Donald, you <laughs> saved us. As per usual. Oh, Lee showing up. They really do be saving the day. Showing up, this shit is handled. Yeah. They do.
<clears throat> Keyblade. We are out of time. Neither the union of light nor darkness has been achieved, and we must all return whence we came. But the gathering of the seven and the thirteen is nigh. Let us finish at the faded place, once your lights and my darknesses have joined together. And all the members of the real organization 13 begin to fade away. Did, did he just tell them, catch me outside? Did he just say, let's he, go meet up and we're going to, because everything is legal in New Jersey, him? Yes. Uh, only in this case, the New Jersey is the Keyblade Graveyard. Shit. Yes, Grinness? Why? Okay. I suppose prophecy never makes sense. Look at look at anything in life. But why is it 7 and 13? That feels really, really unbalanced. They were like, good, you get 7. Bad, you get 13. Why? Shouldn't it be 7 and 7? Or 13 and 13? Just like, you feel like you gotta have it a little even and balanced. The true answer to that question is probably that they made up Organization 13 and liked that number, and so they've kept continuing to use that number. Um, and so then they were like, well, how many good guys do we want to have? And they decided, let's make it a, even 20 major characters, 7 and 13, because we already said 13 mm -hmm. for bad. That's my honest answer I of what really I imagine feel... happened in the writer's room. I really feel like, too, mm -hmm. with their little exception, uh, exception, obsession with the letter X, 10, 10 would have been... Uh... A much oh, better choice. That would have been clever. Mm -hmm. That would have been clever. True. Um, I can't believe they really said, yo, get your homies, I'm gonna get my homies, and we're gonna go scrap this out. Like they can't wow. even get their homies. It's all up inside of one of them. Yeah, that's really true. one of the homies is already really out. Another homie's lost in that's the ether. And then I don't even remember the what happened to the last homie. homie. Showed up, though. He's asleep. No, no, I. Okay, yeah, sleeping homie. I wouldn't consider Mickey a most important homie. No. No, our two. I feel like our two most important homies showed up when Axel and Goofy hit the stage. I also, when they were talking about yeah. like the Guardian Delight, I really thought they were talking about the Princesses of Heart. Higher time. No, so that's a two different things. There's the Guardians of Light and the Princesses of Heart. There's seven of both of these. The Princesses of Heart are a natural occurrence. The Guardians of Light are mm -hmm. the Keyblade wielders, the our, our heroes. So basically, Xehanort's saying, either we can fight or I'll go hunt down the princesses. Either way, I'm going to get seven lights and 13 darknesses to fight. Could you imagine so White and Cinderella out there scrapping? Yeah, I mean, in that scenario, there's 14 good guys. If we can bring the princesses on the battlefield. Well, he, all he needs is seven. He doesn't care if it's more. Um, and so Xehanort's like, I'll attack these innocent people who... Let's be real, I don't know that they can go in a legitimate fight. Most of them are not 
designed character-wise to be like that. Mm-hmm. Like Alice could fuck or up. Or you people can face me. If it's Alice from Alice Madness Returns, for sure. Mm-hmm. Jasmine. Jasmine could also scrap. Oh, yeah. Jasmine hangs out with tigers. She could bring her tiger. Jasmine has been my favorite princess, like, most of my life. Jasmine and Mulan. Fair. I don't know what it says about me as a person, but the gif of them, like, choke slam grabbing Mickey is, like, my favorite Kingdom Hearts gif I've ever seen. <laughs> Hey everyone, Editing Austin here. So, the way this whole recording went, it was good recording, but uh, we ended up only recording one episode, but it was really long, so we're splitting it into two. And with what I'm going to say next, it didn't feel appropriate to end this episode with a regular outro. A member of our Discord server, Nicojack, reached out to us this week and let us know that uh, on Wednesday, September 28th of 2022, their dad passed away after a long battle with diabetes and a series of heart attacks. Currently, his life insurance policy, which they were told ahead of time, uh, would be more than enough to cover any funeral, funeral expenses, is actually only paying for about half of what they need to cover the costs. Um, so, Nickajack's sister has set up a GoFundMe. Uh, to see if they can get any help at all to cover the costs. They don't, and I don't, expect much from anyone. You don't know this person, but if you have a few bucks to spare out of the kindness of your heart, the link to the GoFundMe is in the show notes. And Nickojack, we are all really sorry for your loss, and we wish you and your family the best. Our intro and outro song is Dearly Reminded by Iona Ultra. You can find a link to his band camp in the show notes. You can also find a link to our Discord in the show notes. Again, there's a link to this GoFundMe in the show notes. But that's all for us this week. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>